It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com. Joined by my co-host, Kenneth Nash, a site expert at NolanWrighton.com on the fan side of network. It is officially Tuesday morning, Kenneth. It's about 12.10 in the a.m. Kenneth and I are burning the midnight oil literally. Well, I don't know. Actually, maybe not literally, Kenneth. Do you have a candle lit right now? I do. I don't. Okay, then no. Then we're would not, that be oil? We're not. Well, is it? I don't know. Well, I know burning I the midnight so. oil wax. used to be like lant. Uh, do you have a lantern lit? Yes. Okay, you then we are burning the midnight yes, oil. I'm sorry. I should have started with that. What lantern. was I thinking? Yes. Okay. So we literally <laughs> are and figuratively are burning the midnight oil right now. But anyways, happy Tuesday to all of you. I'm sure most of you will be listening to this in the a.m. or in t- on Tuesday afternoon. Happy Tuesday to everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe. Hope you're all enjoying the extensive amount of hockey that we are getting to endure on a daily basis now, Kenneth, up to six games per day. Started on Saturday. We've been rolling through ever since with elimination games, with round-robin games, a little bit of everything in between. And it's been fun, Kenneth. We've had a lot of fun here talking about all the games uh, that have gone on so far. We've had a lot of fun breaking them down, predicting some of those series. But now, Kenneth, we finally have our first Dallas Stars game to talk about. We have our first Dallas Stars competitive, meaningful game, 146 days in the making since their 4-2 loss against the New York Rangers on March 10th, 2019. It's been 146 days. We've had some scrimmages to talk about in training camp. We had the exhibition game against the Nashville Predators last week. Now, Kenneth... First game of the round robin, Monday night. Stars dropping a 5-3 to loss to the Vegas Golden Knights to open up round robin play. And you know, there is a <laughs> that, that sigh was intentional because there is a lot to unpack in this game. Now you obviously may look at the, if you didn't get to watch the game and you're just looking at the scoreboard, you might realize you might realize off the bat there's a lot to unpack. Lots eight total goals scored. Stars hitting the three goal mark, which is almost almost seen as a rarity, Kenneth, for this team, especially in the 2019-2020 season. But and on top of that, you know Ben Bishop giving up four goals while in net and then into the empty net goal at the end of the game. But a lot a lot to unpack in this one, and so you know we just need to start kind of from the top. And, and that's that's what we're going to spend the majority of this episode talking about. Uh, obviously, with our, this being our first game, first Dallas Stars competitive game to talk about in almost five months, we're going to spend as much time as we can breaking it down and dissecting it because we learned a lot about this Dallas Stars team. We learned a lot about this, their round-robin path. We learned a lot about where the Stars could be headed on Monday night in Edmonton in that 5-3 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. So, Kenneth, let's just go ahead and start it from the top. Yeah, it, it was obviously a very interesting game. There was a lot, 
Uh, a lot, I guess, going on the line going into the game, obviously, with Colorado knocking off uh, St. Louis um, last night. The, yeah. I guess going into this game, there was a little bit more added to it with the with the possibility of you knew that there was a, a legitimate possibility that, that these any team could come away with the one seed in the in the round robin in the Western Conference after the round robin. So a lot going into it, and it started off about the worst possible way it could start off. Chandler Stevenson scores a minute and four seconds into the first period. On it was the first kind of shot a, of the game. On on Vegas' first, first shot of the game. Vegas' first yes. shot of the game, yeah. And it was it was it was almost one where it was just like it was out of nowhere. It was like a one-on-one breakaway with Stevenson. I forgot what defenseman was was skating alongside of him, aside him, and then Bishop. So I mean, it didn't look like it was a crazy chance, and all of a sudden Stevenson gets it between uh, Bishop's legs, goes five hole, puts Vegas up early, and from that point on, in the first of the first period. Beyond that point, the Stars really looked like a fairly effective team in the offensive zone. Um, they, they played fairly well, but we're not, I'm going to come away with a goal. We'll just run you through the goals real quick, and then we'll dive into to something a little bit more in-depth. Yeah. Stars bounced back in a massive way in the second period, though. Absolutely. Probably one of the best best periods of hockey they've probably played all year. Um, they come out uh, 7 minutes, 50 seconds in. Joe Pavelski scores. Uh, basically, gets he shoots and gets a redirect off of uh, a Vegas defenseman skate into the net, levels things up. Alec Martinez's uh, skate, to be exact. Alec Martinez's skate. I couldn't remember the defenseman. Yes. Uh, and then about... 45 seconds later, Jamie Alexiak scores on a. It was a really nice shot by Jamie Alexiak skating into the slot, puts it off the inside of the post. Stars go up 2 1, and then 12 minutes 42 seconds into the second period, Corey Perry puts him up 3 1 on the power play. Uh, great job by Corey Perry. He had gotten beaten up on the shift, uh, holds his ground though in front of the net, and then redirects uh, a Haskinen shot past Robin Leonard. So Stars up 3 0 in the second period. They take that three lead to one. Into the third three period. to one. Three to one. Sorry, yes. three to and one by the going way, into the third period. While we're talking about defensemen, it was John Klingberg that was on the one-on-one with Chandler Stevenson because it was a minute into the game. Uh, Lindell and Klingberg were out there, and that's where that okay. initial goal came from. So now we're caught up there. We've set the stage for we're the first forty minutes. So through the first forty minutes, though, Dallas by far the better team. We'll kind of dissect that a little bit, and then with about eleven minutes to go, less than a little less than eleven minutes to go in the game. It all fell apart for the Dallas Stars. Mark right. Stone scores on what was a really a, a pretty phenomenal shot yeah. uh, to make it a 3-2 game just under 10 minutes uh, into the third period. He had uh, Miro Haskin and draped all over him, puts it past Bishop 3-2. Then about Top a minute and a half too. later, minute and a half later, Nate Schmidt scores, makes it a 3-3 game. And then not long after that, about three and a half minutes later, William Carrier makes it a 4-3 game on a on a goal that was uh, originally waved off for goalie interference. The Vegas Golden Knight challenge, win the challenge, goal stands, Vegas up 4-3. And then William Carlson adds an empty netter with about 20 seconds left. Vegas goes on to win 5-3. And Josh, I know we're going to dive into some of the specifics, but on the grand scheme of things, it looked like it was going so well. And, that, and then it went so, so poorly. <laughs> and it's funny because when whenever I, whenever the Stars finish up a game and as, as I'm, you know, back in normal times writing, you know, game recaps and looking through Twitter one last time before leaving the press box, it's funny because I would always see 
the three guys that I interact with most on Twitter, being Mike Heike, Matt DeFranks, and Sean Shapiro, I will all, I'd always see their you know final score tweets and whatnot, and they always add you t- tend to add a clever sentence or two with the final score, just like I try to do. And tonight, Matt DeFranks' tweet was something along the lines of. If you weren't on the Stars roller coaster during the regular season, they summed it up perfectly in this 60-minute frame against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Sean Shapiro talking about, you know, a total meltdown for the Stars in this third period. And uh, I don't even remember what my tweet said, Kenneth. Oh, it was it was what was what looked so promising through the first 40 minutes completely fell apart in that final 20, and the Stars end up dropping that five to three game. And so it it looked, Kent, it really did. Like you said, for 40 to 45 minutes there, it looked like the stars were the better team. They were on, they were hard on the four check. They were good on puck possession. Like you said, they scored three goals in four minutes and 52 seconds in a span of four minutes and 52 seconds in the second period to take that dominant three to one lead, including one on the power play getting some help from their vets, getting some help from their defense. The defense was activating. We got a lot to talk about in this game, Kenneth. We're just scratching the surface here with this yeah. uh, with this quick recap. But we'll talk more about just what well, all the specifics of this game, some of the high points, some of the low points, where it leaves the Dallas Stars as they embark upon the, the rest of this round-robin path with their two other games later on in this week. We'll talk more about that when the Locked on Stars podcast continues in a moment. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Back here at the Locked On Stars podcast. Happy Tuesday to all of you out there, all of you Stars fans. Tuning in, listening. Uh, Kenneth wants to say something. I'm signaling. Well, I was going to try to tag something on at the end of that last block and and. It's hard to communicate with hand signals via FaceTime. That's that's the downside ah, of everything. Yes. But okay, I was you just should have say, written a note on a piece of paper and held it up for me. Yeah, yeah, I should have. Next Sorry, time, I left my next time. I left my cue cards in the other room. That's okay. Uh, but I was just going to say you were talking time. about you were talking about Matthew's tweet, and it's been a roller coaster of a ride. And I think that this game was indicative of where the stars are at this year. Uh, they've struggled to put together complete games. I think this is one of the few times they've really collapsed late like this. But it's been their kind of their mo all year to not play well in the first period and then turn it on in the second and third period, dig themselves a hole that they have to then try to dig themselves out of. So I think a sixty-minute game is something they've struggled to put together, and it looks like things, at least to this point, have not changed. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good way of putting it. 
Well, at least they have changed a little bit because tonight, instead of struggling in that first period and then turning it on in the final 40, they were dominant in the first 40. They were hands down the better team through the first 40 that minutes second, of tonight's that second game. Period, that second period was one of the best periods of hockey. Now, it's been a while. Like, yeah, the best periods yes. of hockey I think, <laughs> that uh, I think it, I've seen Dallas play. They, they have had some incredible periods. I mean, right off the top of my head, I think of third period of the Winter Classic, Third period against the Minnesota Wild back in October. Yeah. A couple of I really said, good I periods. qualified it with one of one, one of, of the yes, best. Yes, good periods. qualification. Don't yeah, don't don't be spouting off hot takes here, Kenneth. We don't do that here at the Locked On Stars podcast. Except at least not yet. Um, we'll see how we'll see how this playoff run goes, Kenneth. We might be there. They're going seven and zero. We might zero and seven. Okay, all right. Well, we we're just gonna start hot takes now. Then it's it's twelve fifteen, twelve twenty in the morning. There's no better time to start these. But anyways, back to the game. A lot a lot went into this game. A lot of of little details. And Kenneth, through those first forty five minutes, we saw the stars hammering home those little details and they were capitalizing yeah. on them and that was the that was one of the most important things going into this round robin obviously the stars had kind of fine-tuned tried to fine-tune their offense in training camp tried to create more scoring chances tried to create more puck possession a lot of that based around activating defensemen and kenneth we saw it tonight on all three of their goals a defenseman was active in the offensive zone more often than not it was miro haskin who i would say was the best dallas stars player on the ice tonight or rather on monday night had three assists, you know, an assist on each goal, a secondary assist on the Pavelski and the Perry goals, and then the primary assist, it was actually, or no, I'm sorry, a secondary assist on the Pavelski and Alexiak goals, and a primary assist on the Perry goal. It was actually a Haskinen shot at the net from the blue line on the power play that was deflected by Perry in front. Interesting note about that goal right quick, Kenneth. Corey Perry just, he may have gone invisible. He may have just like he may have a superpower because <laughs> it was all by himself. If you watch that clip back, he just he is next to the net and he just <laughs> skates out in front of the net. No one, there's no net front presence. There's nobody trying to clear him out. It's on a power play, and he just puts his stick down on his knees and he just rests there for about five seconds before the shot comes in. Nobody tries to push him out. Not even Robin Leonard tries to touch him. And then yeah. they just fire, Haskinen fires a shot in, he deflects it, and they score. It was one of the easiest goals I've ever seen scored in such a, a meaningful game in the opening of the round robin for both of these teams. A fascinating, fascinating goal, but obviously everything sort of went downhill from there. But Kenneth, these little details for those first 45 minutes were precise for the stars the defense was active they were hard on the forecheck they were forcing turnovers in the neutral zone and in the uh vegas defensive zone and for especially at seven or eight minutes in that second period i think vegas couldn't even barely had enough time to get the puck out and change lines before the dallas attack was coming back at them yeah yeah there was a stretch there in the second period where i mean the, the stars were just suffocating uh, basically, and, and I think the the broadcast here on Fox Sports Southwest, I think it was Razor mentioned it. They, they cleared the puck, and their 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 clearances basically made it to center ice before the Stars picked it right back up and were entering the zone again. And that's all Vegas could do. I mean, it was basically if you win the puck, get it out of the get it past the blue line and get off the ice and try to get some semblance of a change in. And the Stars were just cycling through their offense. It really was it was good hockey to watch. The zone yeah. time was good. The they were you could see them being 
patient. There wasn't just kind of junky pucks thrown at the net, hoping something goes your way. You know, they, they were feeding it, they were rotating it around the around the around the Vegas zone and, and kind of waiting for something to open up. You saw a few, uh, you know, a few chances for uh, deflections high in the slot. You saw guys trying to get in front of the net, rotating around. I mean, it really, it was good hockey to watch. Obviously, it produced a couple of goals, and I mean, they were they in that second period, they were all over Vegas. And I, I talked to you before we kind of dove into this. They, I think, which we we heard that Rick Bonus talked about. He wanted Dallas. He wanted the defensemen to pinch up a little bit more right. and, and be involved in the offense a little bit more. And I think if you watch those first two periods, especially in the second period, they were doing a really good job of that. Yeah. The, the chemistry between the defensemen was good. If one of them pinched up, one of them kind of rotated a little bit more towards the center to kind of cut off anything that would you know kind of anybody trying to escape the zone. And and they just did that over and over and over again. Yeah. And you have to credit Vegas because I think they made an adjustment in that third period. Early in the game, you could see the defenseman for Vegas or anybody for Vegas when they would pick up the puck in their own zone. They would wait a second and try to try to work their way out with passing, and and wait for Dallas basically to be forced to back up. Right. And Dallas wasn't backing up. Obviously, the forecheck was really good, and they were creating turnovers. They were creating opportunities. When you watch in that third period, when things really went awry uh, over that about five-minute stretch where Vegas scored three goals, Vegas did a great job of they, there was no more patiently trying to get out of the zone. It was as soon as we win the puck, take off down the ice, try to get Dallas in transition. And they were able to do that a couple times. I don't know if you saw something like that, Josh. Yeah. But to me, that was the big difference is Vegas put a big emphasis on, on getting the puck going in transition and trying to get Dallas chasing them rather than pushing Dallas back. Yeah, they did. And, you know, they, they talked about that in the post game. a couple of the different players uh, that we got a chance to talk to and even Rick Bonus talking as well. Uh, you know, Joe Pavelski said we got that first goal we've been looking for for a while and you could feel the confidence. We were already skating good and we got some chances, but kind of as it went in, you felt a little weight lift off. It was a good team game and we went after them. But then just a few minutes later, you know, the tide totally turns against the Stars. And Jason Dickinson saying, you know, we just let them come at us. We didn't take ownership of the game. And it was obviously an embarrassing third period that we don't want to repeat. Everything looked so good, Kenneth. And it's 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 a testament to just how quickly hockey games can turn. Imagine being in the Minnesota Wilds shoes on October 29th. This kind of feels like that. There, where yeah. you were dominating a team, albeit back then the Stars were 4-8-1, and one, so not necessarily the most threatening team at that point in the season. This time around, you're going up against the third best team in the Western Conference, but that Minnesota Wild team, up 3 nothing, feeling really good with a minute left in the second period, and then they end up flying home with a 6-3 loss on their backs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to kind of that's a great game to kind of relate it to uh, in in a reverse sense. And when you watch that third period, you could see that the, I know Rick Bonus talked about it, uh, and a couple of the other players did that they they took their foot off the gas essentially. Yeah, and they they didn't keep taking the game to Vegas, and you could see it. Uh, Vegas would pick up the puck. They had time to kind of make the pass they wanted to make. Um, early in the game, if you watched, even when Dallas was a step or two behind. Every check was finished. They were they were constantly trying to put pressure. They were constantly trying to cut guys off in neutrals in the neutral zone and, and force them to pass the puck backwards. And if you watch that third period, it was almost like they they knew they had the lead, and so they were really they were really pushing to not be caught out of position. So nobody was really driving forward at Vegas, trying to 
cause problems, trying to get them to take a peek over their shoulder before they played the puck along the boards. Vegas knew they had time because Dallas was sitting off of them. And when you sit off like that, you've got to be pretty daggum near perfect because you're going to give the other team opportunities. And obviously Vegas took uh, took advantage of those opportunities tonight. Yeah, Rick Bonus summing it up pretty well in the postgame, saying there's only one way to play this game, and it's the right way. We stopped playing the right way, specifically, you know, in the third period. We got very soft on the puck. The plays at the blue line were very soft, and all that does is give the other team more momentum. We just made it too easy for them to play, and they really did. You saw, and you cannot, Kenneth, you cannot let a team like the Vegas Golden Knights, you cannot make it easy on them because they will make you pay for it. They are talented. They are deep. We talked about this uh, yesterday on the podcast previewing this game. They're, they're built on experience. They're built on that star-studded, talented roster. And they've got the they've got the weapons to make you pay for any mistakes that you might make. And as a result, we saw that firsthand tonight in the final 15 minutes of that game against the Golden Knights. You know, Ben Bishop giving up four goals tonight, not the greatest night for him. But at the same time, a couple of those goals, you mentioned, Kenneth, earlier, the the William Carrier goal that was initially called goaltender interference, then Peter DeBoer challenging for Vegas. Uh, and that's a risky challenge at that point, Kenneth, because it's a 3-3 three to three yeah. game. And if you lose that challenge, Dallas is going on the power play. Quick note about that. Stars looked very good on their lone power play tonight. Scoring. They look phenomenal. They, yeah. they go one for one on the power play and go two for two on the penalty kills. Special teams look pretty good. But Bishop, you know, giving up... Four goals on 32 shots, so 28 of 32 on the night. Ben Bishop finishing it off at an 875 save percentage. A couple more things to talk about regarding this game, and then we'll dive into our NHL 20 My Pros. We know y'all are all excited to hear about that, but there's bad news for virtual Josh Clark as well. He's not injured, just some problems with it. <laughs> you can't say Bucks. that. People are just going to assume he's hurt. I know. He's unfit, <laughs> he's unfit to play right now. No, 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 no. He's, he's still playing. They're just... His team's not playing well. We'll talk more about that when Locked on Stars podcast continues in a moment. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit discover bank member fdic back here the locked on stars podcast wrapping up this tuesday morning episode happy tuesday to each and every one of you hope you're all doing well hope you're all staying safe hope you're all recovering from that interesting game on monday night dallas stars losing five to three to the vegas golden knights opening up round robin play as a result as we now know kenneth you and i uh, did the math. The stars quick cannot. Maths. Yes, quick math. The stars no longer have a shot at first overall seed in the Western Conference, simply because the tiebreakers. Even if they win out and go two one and zero, and another team goes two one and zero as well, 
any other team in the Western Conference round robin will get the tiebreaker advantage over the Stars. So the best the Stars can now do is second place. If they lose one more game in regulation, they are automatically fourth place. So a lot still going into this. Uh, a lot still going into this whole. Um, this whole this whole mess, Kenneth. I guess yeah. is what we can say. Uh, but at the same time, it, we, that, that that is the math we did, right, Kenneth? If they lose one more regulation yeah, it, game, they cannot they cannot move up. Yeah, because because right? Vegas, if if they if they lose yes, to if the they Avalanche, lose one more, they they can only finish on two points, and they would lose any tiebreaker to anybody else on two points. Unless, well, but, unless but I guess, if, yeah, because what if St. Louis, Saint Louis loses, loses, to Vegas, loses all three, and then yeah. yeah, so I guess okay, just let's step back for a minute. Um, if the stars, yeah, we're we're not giving false information here. Simply put, stars cannot get first place in the West anymore. They can get second, so it's down to second, third, or fourth, depending on how the Colorado game goes. They might be out on second place as well, or they might. Uh, be able to avoid fourth place overall, but we'll see how yeah. that goes. And obviously, this the deciding game against St. Louis Blues on Sunday, August 9th, will determine a lot as well. But Kenneth, as we're as we're wrapping up this game, right quick, you know, we mentioned Ben Bishop giving up four goals just before the break. Couple of those goals you can't really fault him for. That first one is all on him. John Klingberg trying his best to challenge Stevenson. Shot just going five hole. Bishop looked as though it kind of surprised him. Maybe just got to him a second early before he could close it down. Then that second goal. Uh, you know, the second goal is a little rough simply because Mark Stone just puts a brilliant shot on net, even with Miro Haskinen trying his best to yeah. cover up I think up that's, I think space. you're just not expecting that. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Especially that quality that powerful, of a shot. That quality and that yeah. powerful of a shot. Nate Schmidt's goal, I think, bounced off a couple of skates before it got to Schmidt, and then he scored. It was kind of a, a, a Yeah, it was a, it was a... Th- it was a three-on-three, three, but Essa Lindell had just broken his stick in the offensive right. zone, so he yes. was skating back without a stick. They try to feather it across the, the slot. Klingberg gets down, blocks the pass. It redirects to uh, Schmidt, and Essa doesn't have a stick to poke the puck away. Right. So basically, Schmidt just has a free shot on net. So a fluky kind of a fluky goal, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. And then the William Carrier goal, actually, you know, you can debate whether it was goaltender interference or not. Officials said it was not, and that's just... The rule of the game, but at the same time, as as people have kind of alluded to, the Stars really shouldn't have been in that position anyways to where that goal yeah. was the deciding one. But Carrier, with an, a phenomenal effort, Kenneth, a, a behind-the-back, yeah. through-the-leg shot to yeah, score. It was really, yeah. yeah, it was really nice. Very it was really nice goal. goal. And so uh, that that's kind of the that, that's the lump sum of it. Stars dropping that 5-3 to three loss. Uh, and next stop is, you know, Colorado on Wednesday, Kenneth, and we'll have more on that uh, on the Wednesday morning episode. We'll start previewing the Colorado game. Uh, Kenneth is once again sending me these hand signals. Uh, what are we, we got? We, we got to come up. We got to come up with. We're gonna, I'm going to send you a list of just hand okay, signals. Okay, that, that, yeah. I just want to say, obviously, at the end of the night, it's a it's a negative result for the Stars, but right. I think there's a couple of positive takeaways. I think your first positive takeaway is I think there's some buy-in to. Uh, what they've been working on in training camp. Right. This offensive yes. system 
can work. Uh, you're playing. You were playing a good team in Vegas, yeah. and you dominated them for about 45 minutes of this game, uh, and you were the better team on the ice offensively. You, I mean, you were really you looked good offensively, um, especially for about 20, 25 minutes there. Uh, and then the other positive, I guess, if there is one, is the recognition that. It's no longer a time to take the foot off the gas, and if there's ever a game, I guess, to get it out of the way of and and learn that lesson, it's the first game that doesn't matter. Exactly, and Jason Dickinson pointed that out too. He said, you know, we're just thankful that this isn't happening in an elimination game. This isn't happening in a game that is determining our fate in any way, uh, determining, you know, if we're going home, because if this did happen, you know, this embarrassing third period, as he put it, we would be going home pretty soon, as he said. So definitely, this is the game to get that out of the way and kind of reset that focus, shake up the mind, shake up the mentality a little bit, and get ready for a Colorado game on Wednesday that should bring plenty of fireworks, as the Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche have seen have have been known to do, especially over the past couple of seasons when they face off with each other. So we'll look forward to that on Wednesday. But Kenneth. Let's turn our talk to the virtual world for a few minutes. So, uh, you know, I went first last time, so it's your turn. Please take the floor. Tell us all about how the virtual Kenneth Nash, the defenseman for the New Jersey Devils, how's he doing up in Jersey on NHL 20? Well, I can tell you that things are uh, things are trending up. I think last time we uh, they were trending down uh, last time we talked. Yeah, things are trending up now. Last time we left, things were trending, I guess, a little bit down. We did hit the 100-game mark in our career, uh, 62 points through 100 games, uh, 236 hits, and 139 blocked shots. We finished it up, I believe we finished it up with a 4-2 win over Edmonton. So we started this uh, We started this one off, I guess, uh, in San Jose, a 1-0 loss to San Jose to start things off. And it was, Josh, I can't, I can't, I can't just you get you to buy into this enough. Okay. It was maybe the most boring game of NHL I've ever played. Really? Uh, San Jose's very good. Yeah, I mean, it was just, San Jose's very good. They're 11-4-0 right They're really now. They're really good in my and game, it, too. I don't get it. And they, I mean, they had, the, the the players they had, obviously, they have Eric Carlson, they had Seth Jones, and they, I mean, they were just, they were they were smothering. They beat us one nothing. It was boring. Oh, I did gross. absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. I did absolutely nothing in that game. That's we how did all of my back, games though. are against San Jose too. I it's always like two to one finishes. Yeah, it was it was wild. I think Carlson did score the lone goal in that game. Bounce back three two win over Chicago. I assisted the tying goal in the third period. Beautiful. Um, which yeah, it was a nice little. Uh, I got it was a breakaway and I got kind of around the back of the net. Came back. Fed it back in front of the net for a uh, Jack Hughes goal. We were actually down 2-0 to go into the third period. Scored three straight unanswered in the third period to beat the Blackhawks, uh, who sit at 4-6-2 and now. And then we followed it up with a loss to none other than the Dallas Stars in Dallas. Uh, Dallas is an unbelievable team. They're the best team in the league right now, 13-1-1. One one. Wow. They beat us 6-3. And let me tell you, Josh, we, we looked good. I really wanted to win this game. Oh, I we bet. started out the I game. I can imagine. We we started out the game. Uh, we started out the game up 1-0. Dallas answered back. Went up two. We went up two one. They answered back. We went up three two. We're up three two going into the final frame and gave up four goals in the final period. Two of them were empty netters late. But uh, a, a heartbreaking. Hmm. You had a chance to knock off the best team in the NHL, and uh, and you can't pull it off. Kenneth, you, you know blow a go- you. You know when the the Stars could have used those four goals in the third period? Yes, they really could have. Or 
in half the games they played this season. True, yes. But, Third period goals <laughs> were a little difficult to come by at certain points, but that's okay. But, uh, yeah, so obviously a, a heart-crushing, uh, a soul-crushing defeat to uh, to the Stars. We currently sit at 7-5-2, and two, which is not amazing on paper, but when you consider where we were last season, pretty pretty okay start. We'll have a chance for redemption against the Stars here in a couple of days. We play the Canadians, and then we play the Stars again, this time in New Jersey. But we're 7-5-2. We sit third in the Metropolitan behind uh, the Flyers and the Capitals, who are both off to kind of okay starts. We're two points behind the Capitals and three points behind the Flyers. So we're very much still in the mix here in the Metropolitan. I still lead the team in points, 15 points through 14 games, 10 Fantastic. goals, 5 assists. I'm a minus three, and that's because of the Dallas Stars. I was a I was a plus one going into that game. I feel I that. Finishes I finishes a minus that. four in that game. Yep. And uh, still lead the team handily in penalty minutes, 36. Uh, shooting almost 20% on the year. Five power play points, two of them goals, three assists. 20 minutes per, uh, per night on the ice, and... Uh, Things are going well. 60 hits, 22 block shots in, uh, in 14 games. 60 hits in 14 games, is a, it, I think, is pretty solid. Um, Impressive, yes. You know, we're doing well. You know, there's definitely room for improvement, but you can't complain too much. No, no, absolutely not. 7-5-2, and two, shitting third place in the division. Pretty good start through the first 12 ga- or 14 games of the season. Uh, meanwhile, over in Orange County, virtual Josh Clark. Last time I left Orange, Last time I left you off with an update, they had, uh, I just returned from injury. We had rattled off five wins in a row, uh, looking really good. We were, I think, 10-3-0 at that point. We are now 11-5-0 since the last update. We went 1-2, or 1-2-0, rather, over the past three games. Started out against the Nashville Predators, and that one was a 5-3 win, so that actually made it six straight wins in a row. I had one assist in that game. Uh, really strong assist actually uh, against or right as the game started. It was a secondary assist on a Taylor Hall goal in the first period. We took a one nothing lead. Then ended up uh, driving the net with Sam Steele for his power play goal to kind of put the game out of reach late. We won that one five to three. As I said, Sam Steele has been on an unreal tear this year. Uh, at that point of the season, he had five. He had two goals in that game. So he had five goals. 14 assists and 19 points, and that was only the 14th game of the season. So he is on a wicked tear right now. I think he's, I think, 12th overall in the NHL in points. Uh, Then we go to Chicago. So that was a one assist, all green in my ratings game. Went to Chicago, not a whole lot to talk about there, Kenneth, because when you said you went a minus four against the Stars, I know how you feel. I went a minus four (laughs) against the Chicago Blackhawks. We lost that game eight to one. Very unimpressive showing, especially after six straight wins. And I think Chicago was like 5-8-0 and when we played them. So not impressive by any stretch of the imagination, but they had no trouble handling us. I did have the lone goal though, Kenneth. I scored the one goal for proud of you. the Ducks. Proud of yes, you. I was very impressed. I was I was very proud of my goal, but at the same time, we it was a top shelf power play goal. It was very pretty. It was right after I think I was fed by uh, Steele or Sprong uh, on the power play. Ended up scoring kind of on a chip shot almost. And then from then on, it was kind of just target practice. Uh, Debrinket scored once or twice. Patrick Kane had two goals. Uh, Holtz had a goal just about five minutes after I leveled him and got into a fight. It was a clean hit, but got into another fight, fought uh, Dylan Strome 
and ended up giving him a swollen eye. He didn't land a single punch. So then, Kenneth, get this. I, I beat him to a pulp. His eye swelled up, and that, that's like what it showed when he was in the press box. Then five minutes later, or ten minutes later, he gets back out on the ice, and he scores a goal. So he scored a goal with only one eye open. <laughs> so that shows you how bad this game really was for us. But I was a minus four. I had six hits, the lone goal in the game, and a fight. Then we play the Golden Knights. I had a really good start physically. Then I also had a rebound assist. I So I, I took a shot on goal, caused a rebound. Uh, Darren Sprong scores that goal to give me my first assist of the game. So we went up, or we tied the game one-to-one there. Then I had an assist on a pass from Taylor Hall. Then I fed to Dougie Hamilton on the rush on the power play to make it two-to-three. Then Nate Schmidt scored a goal to make it four-to-two. Then I was on the ice for Sam Steele's two power play goals in the at the start of the third period to tie it up four to four. Then Kenneth, guess what happened? I I was on the ice for an Alex Tuck power play goal to make it five to four Vegas. Then I got ejected. So I got ejected on a pretty weak call. Um, we were on the penalty kill, and I was simply going on the four check. We had just dumped the puck in, and I had just come over the board, so I was going to kind of harass. It was Sammy Vatnin that was back there securing the puck for Vegas. I went down to kind of harass him a little bit. First time, I hit him, kind of kind of jarred him a little bit. Then they tried to take the puck back up. We cleared it back down. Vatnin went to get it again. Second time, I hit him into the boards. They called a boarding major. I got five in a game oh, for it. Oh, you dirty player. I wasn't, dirty. I was, not, I was dirty. ejected, so I got 15 penalty minutes, which I was very upset about because I have been striving to be better on penalty minutes this year. In 10 Here goes games Lady a season, In 10 games a season, I have one minor. But at the same time, I have 32 penalty minutes because I've been in three fights and I got five in a game for uh, boarding Sammy Votnin, although he was not injured. Nobody challenged me to a fight for the hit, and yet that was enough to send me out. So I have 32 penalty minutes. I lead the team in penalty minutes, and I'm very upset about it. But we're working on it. We're going to try to – I'm just going to stop hitting altogether, Kenneth. I will no longer hit anyone. Do it. Um, but at the same time, I had three assists, three hits, five shots on goal that game. So now I'm still tied for the, the team lead in goals with seven. I have 17 points in 10 games. That's second most on the team, only behind Sam Steele, who now has 23 points this season. I'm a minus two. That's only because of that minus four against the Blackhawks. I was a plus two going into that game. Then 32 penalties, 32 penalty minutes, not proud of that. But we're third place in the Pacific with a game in hand on the Arizona Coyotes, who are in second, and two games in hand on the San Jose Sharks, who are in first. Both those teams are only one point ahead of us. So we are now 11-5-0 on the season so far. We have 22 points. Sharks and Coyotes have 23. So it's been a fun start to the year, Kenneth. Good start to the year besides that small injury I'm just working on getting uh my penalty minutes under control but that's that's about it and you know that that's at that point that's about all we've got for this tuesday episode once again wanted to thank all of y'all for continuing to listen to us continuing to support us uh, especially you know with hockey back on us getting back to five episodes a week we're happy to be here we're happy to be breaking down dallas stars games as often as we possibly can kenneth the floor is yours uh, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And we've got another favor to ask. We're bringing back the favor. Yes, uh, we love we know, we know that the majority of our listeners come from Apple Podcasts. And all you have to do on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom of our page, 
leave us a five-star review. We want to get those reviews up. We want to we want to see more five stars. Try to get up maybe to a five-star overall rating. Uh, we're not too far off, but make sure to go leave us a five-star review. If you have a comment or a question or anything, you can write that in there, and we'll make sure to kind of try to get to that on the show as well. Uh, and then follow us on Twitter at Locked On Stars. I'm at Kenneth underscore Nash nineteen, and Josh is at Josh underscore Clark zero two. Quick, speedy, and to the point. Love it. Happy Tuesday to all of you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow when the Stars get ready to face the Colorado Avalanche in their second round robin game. Till then, have a good Tuesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.